Welcome to Getting Unstuck with Meredith Moore Crosby. I'm a global branding and public relations expert and author of Getting Unstuck, a guide to moving your career forward. I'm here to shine a spotlight on the mentors, advice, and proven strategies to keep your goals and vision a priority. Tune in as I share the lessons learned from making an impact inside and outside of corporate America and guide you to understand and practice what makes you happy. Hello, and welcome to the first solo episode of Getting Unstuck, formerly the Create Opportunity Podcast. This is my third episode, and I got a lot of feedback that you wanted to hear from me. So today, I'm sharing the story behind Create Opportunity, the latest on my book, and how you can join my book club on LinkedIn. Today is National Mental Health Day. It's October 10th, 2018. And my challenge is to share my story of how I overcame the non-technical aspects that were affecting my ability to technically unlock my skills. I remind myself of that thinking in the phrase create opportunity. It's been the motto of my business. And I wanted to do it today because My challenge is to share my story because I feel it's important as a woman of color to share what's worked for me to overcome imposter syndrome, anxiety, and depression. So my promise to you is to keep this episode to 20 minutes. I know you have a lot of things to do, and I just wanted to give you this bonus episode to share with you the importance of separating technical from non-technical and addressing the triggers, thoughts, and reactions that can keep us from advancing at work and in life. These are some of the strategies that I share in my book, Getting Unstuck, A Guide to Moving Your Career Forward, that's available for pre-order now. And it's based on my life navigating through corporate America. And my journey started at Verizon. So I was at Howard University and Verizon had an internship in public affairs and finance. My background was in communication, so I felt pretty good about the public affairs part, but I was not a finance person. Math has never been my strong suit, and Verizon is a STEM company, a technical company. So I was very intimidated. I didn't want to go to the interview. I was surprised I even got an interview, but I got ready that day. I got my suit on. I had my briefcase, and I walked to the uh, Howard Shaw Metro Station. Shout out to Howard. And by the time I got to the stop where the Verizon office was, it was pouring buckets down rain, like insane monsoon, like rain coming at sideways. And my interview was like at 10 o'clock. I got there at 930 and I I tried to wait the rain out for 30 minutes and then I was going to be late. So I went through the rain and picture me in my cute little suit. And then um, I was soaking wet. By the time I got to the door, I was soaking wet. I did not have an umbrella. Nobody magically just gave me an umbrella. And I showed up soaking wet to this interview. I told the security guard my name. I'm Meredith Moore. I'm here for an interview. Uh, The woman's name was Sandy. And, you know, he said, okay, go take a seat. So I went and sat down in these leather chairs in the middle of this huge glass wall corporation and i sat there for five hours my interview was supposed to be at 10 
the security guard finally told me to leave at like three o'clock in the afternoon. He said, nobody's coming down. I've tried the number. Nobody's coming down. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And I didn't, I didn't even know what to do. I mean, I left because if somebody tells you to leave a building, you should leave a building. And, um, I was, it was depressing. It was embarrassing. I had spent, I had wasted my time. It felt like, so I want to take you through the trigger thought reaction process and how that trigger could have kept me from ever getting into corporate America, because this is a normal thing. People make mistakes. It was a technical mistake. When I got home, I had several messages on my voicemail from the hiring manager. And the first message was like, uh, you know, we're looking for you. I thought you were coming today. The next message was like, um, you know, I think you were downstairs. I just talked to the security guard. He said that you left. If that was you, please call me. And then there was one later that was like, yeah, I know it was you. He confirmed. He told me you had been sitting there waiting. And he said something very important. He said, you are technically proficient. If you come back tomorrow, you have the job. And how I handled what came next is why trigger thought reaction is important. So I want to slow the process down, which is a technique I learned during childbirth when you're having contractions, try to slow the process down. So let's go through my trigger thought reaction. My trigger was they did not show up for my interview. They wasted my time. I messed up my hair, everything. I went for this job. They did not show up. My thoughts were I was disrespected. It's rude. I don't even want to be a customer, let alone work here. I can't believe this. Um, or they think I'm worthless. They, I wasn't even worth an interview. I wasn't even, you know, worth somebody coming downstairs to say, we don't need you. And so my reaction was to say, no, I don't want to come back for another interview. Who's to say you're going to come downstairs this time? I came today for an interview. Where were you? I was ready. Where was you? But those were non-technical thoughts. The technical part, they had a job, I needed a job. They needed certain skills, I had those skills. That's the technical. One plus one is two. The non-technical was how Meredith feels about it. What Meredith thinks about what the other person could do. What is my lens on why this is? I have no idea. I've never worked at Verizon. I don't know how this is working. So I went to a place of curiosity. I changed my reaction and the way that I decided I was going to react in situations like that and create opportunity meant this person, when somebody married it, creates a space, that's an opportunity. And it's an opportunity to Talk to somebody before you have a reaction to better inform it. And that change in the way I thought about those situations, instead of assuming that I was being disrespected, instead of assuming that I wasn't worthy, instead of assuming they didn't care about me, instead of assuming that I wasn't talented, I started to assume the opposite, that they were trying to be respectful. This was a mistake that I am competent and they do recognize that, that's why they called me back, that I got the interview because they had plenty of people who applied, but I've gone to wonderful schools and I'm very good at communications. And so they believe that I can do this. 
The reality is, folks, you are going to have to figure it out for yourself. You're going to have to figure out how to change your mindset and to see every trigger as an opportunity. And it's your responsibility to create that moment, right? You're the only one in your way. Nobody could have done that except for me. It was me. That person reached out. He did his part. He made a mistake and he made a phone call to say, I made a mistake. Here's what I know. He started with the facts. The facts are you're technically proficient. Should not have happened to you. I apologize. Come tomorrow. Faith was what was between those two steps. I had the faith that I was going to go back and things were going to be different. You have to believe that what can be is different than what you are seeing today. And sometimes that's changing your attitude to even consider how you can move forward. And that mental block can keep you from seeing the technical details, the simple facts of the situation. I was not powerless in the situation. I did my part. I showed up. I had nothing to be ashamed of. I had record. The security guard had seen me. I'm sure I was on video footage. So don't let the non-technical keep you from the technical facts. Show up. Do the work. Do your best. Assume you're talented. Assume that people want to support you and create the opportunity to have a conversation on how you can move forward. So I want to leave you with three tips if your non-technical issues are keeping you from accessing your technical skills. Now, this might look like you're not applying for jobs because you don't think you have enough of the skill sets. You don't think you're ready to, to interview. You aren't ready to start your own business. You don't think you can finish the book. You know, these are technical things. Ask yourself if there are non-technical pieces that are stopping you from doing what you know you technically can do. So here are my three tips to move forward. First of all, accountability. What can only you do? What can only you do? In the Verizon story, I was the only one who could go back to that job. My professor couldn't go back. That hiring manager, he couldn't come to my dorm room. What only I could do was answer the phone. What only I could do was go back to that interview and tell them what I thought and what I knew. The next question, what can help me? Who can help me? What are the resources that you have? If you feel like you are blocked, who can unlock you? Who's been there? Or who knows somebody who's been there? And then inspire yourself by thinking about why are you the one to do this? What makes you uniquely qualified? For me, I felt that going into public affairs, I could really identify with their potential customers. If these type of technical glitches were keeping people out, I now had a real understanding of how that feels. And so I knew I could bring that perspective in every room I went into that building. I knew what the people outside of that building wanted those people to do. They wanted them to be technically right. It's a tech company. So again, our three tips to move forward, I want you to think about what can only I do? 
who and what can help me and why am I the one to do this? I want to take a minute and thank the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation for their generous support. If you like this format, please like this episode. And if you'd like to work with me, join the book club so you can find out more about how you can get the support to navigate your technical and non-technical aspects of your life. In the book club, we're reading A Yoke Too Heavy by Shaniqua Walker-Barnes. And my commitment to you on Mental Health Day is that I can't promise to always be on video or always on social media. For my own mental health, the health of my marriage, my family, and my business. But what I can do is get out of my own way. I can record a podcast. And I hope when you hear this, you'll think of one thing only you can do. And that you'll find the space to help someone else. If this podcast helped you understand your technical versus non-technical opportunities, I hope you'll share the podcast and invite a friend to join us in the book club. If you're in the Chicagoland area, I hope you'll join me on November 26, 2018 for our book launch at Taste 222. I'd love to celebrate with you in real life. Thank you for listening to the Getting Unstuck podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Moore Crosby, author of Getting Unstuck, a guide to moving your career forward. Connect with me at MeredithMCrosby.com or GettingUnstuckGuide.com for more lessons learned from making an impact inside and outside of corporate America. I'm here to guide you to understand and practice what makes you happy. Send me your questions for the next bonus episode. And thank you. Please remember, I'm here to help.